Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope of freedom to those caught in the devastation of addiction of any kind, or those searching for a better way to live life with joy and a sound mind. Rich and Susan Collenberg found their freedom from drug addiction and alcoholism over two decades ago in the series Healing by Design. They explore God's healing and restorative nature as our universe's designer and creator. Healing is now on the way on Freedom to Choose. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And we would like to welcome you once again to Freedom to Choose uh, and our series, Healing by Design. And if you're keeping score at home, this is program number six, Fighting the Good Fight. Program number six, Fighting the Good Fight in the series, Healing by Design. Susan, would you open with a word of prayer, please? Yes. Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity to discuss your principles for life and living and salvation and ultimately for eternity. We just ask that you would send your spirit to guide and direct our thoughts and our words, and may we be a blessing to those who listen. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Um, before we get going, let's. we just kind of wanted to open up with a little tidbit of information about why once again this is called this the title of this series is healing by design and what we wanted to do uh before we actually get into fighting that fight is we want to look at what jesus is trying to teach in matthew 5 when he said not one jot nor one tittle will pass from the law now god's law can't be changed and still have life as god built it it wouldn't continue to exist all life in God's universe is built to operate on certain design laws. Changing those designed laws would destroy God's creation. Now, I'm going to read a quote, quote from Finding the Truth by Percy, and it's on page 20, 25. And th this is an incredible quote. When I came across it, I thought, this is going to fit this program perfectly. Uh, and, here, and here's what, he, what it says. The fundamental... The fundamental physical constants of the universe are exquisitely balanced as those on a knife's edge to sustain life. Things like the force of gravity, the strong nuclear force, the weak nuclear force, the electromagnetic force, the ratio of the mass of the proton and the electron, and many other factors have just the right value needed to make life possible. If any of these critical numbers were changed even slightly, the universe could not sustain any form of life. For, for instance, if the strength of gravity were smaller or larger than its current value by only one part in 10 to the 60th power, that's one followed by 60 zeros, the universe would be uninhabitable. 
Once again, that's from Finding the Truth, page 25. Wow. Um, God's moral laws are also along the same lines. It's design laws, it's protocols in which we, in which life is designed to function. And when we go away from those, death occurs or it destroys our existence. Um, both the redeemed and the unfallen beings will find in the cross of Christ their science and their song. It will be seen that the glory shining in the face of Jesus is the glory of self-sacrificing love. Yeah, that's true. Right. Because in the light of Calvary, we'll, we'll be able to see that the law of self-renouncing love is the law of life for heaven and for earth. That the love which seeks not her own has in its source is comes from the actual heart of God. And that in the meek and lowly one is manifested the character of God who dwells in the light which no man can approach. The meek and lowly one. You know, Jesus um, was just that, wasn't he? Well, absolutely. And I'd like to get back to that. You know, what are those design principles, those design laws? If we look at even a man-made machine, like a... um, um, you can go from a coffee maker to an automobile. If you're not um, operating them correctly, then the way they, they were designed exactly, to be yeah. then they break down. Mm-hmm. And so, like with the coffee maker, you could put in like arsenic and brew it, but in the end, you have something that will destroy your life. Or you can put diesel into a a, f- a regular gasoline car and that or sugar into the gas tank whatever yeah right. it's if it's not designed for it and that's the stress of this program is to learn by researching the vi- the bible looking through that lens how were we designed to operate right so when you said and that's the stress i thought you were going to say and that's the stress that's happening upon the planet yes is that this planet is operating on principles and designs that are Mm self-motivated so when we come from a selfish standpoint we see in everyday life today how that causes um, humanity to operate and how it affects not only us individually, but us as a people and and then creation as a whole. Yeah, and so what we'd like to dive into today, because of course the program is titled Fighting the Good Fight, and we would just, I mean, that sounds really good on the surface, but what does it mean when we approach that through design law, you know, running the parallel once again with the physical and the spiritual, how is it, how is the earth designed to operate and how are we designed to operate? And we'd like to run through some examples of that. Right. And so the Bible talks about when we fight the good fight, um, we, uh, by using divine weapons, not earthly weapons and the choices we make and governance of ourselves, when confronted with pain, heartache, mistreatment and abuse in this evil world, we have a different goal than the world. The world wants justice that makes the perpetrator pay, that uses force to inflict punishment, that seeks to control others by making us feel safe. The kingdom of God wants the justice that loves our enemies, that blesses those who persecute us, that controls self in order to win enemies to turn Jesus to them into Jesus and turn them into friends. Now, keep in mind, as we go through this, how to how to carry ourselves, we are not 
describing how the civil government should work and how when people break the civil laws, they need to, to be uh, taken care of the way society decides for them. And that's why you have a jury of your peers. And that's why, because some people have to be put into timeout. It's that simple. And that's what the civil government is, is for. We're talking about controlling ourselves in the way we interact with other people. Right. I saw a Christian meme just this morning. It said, it's a woman sitting down with Bibles opened everywhere, cross-legged, and she's crying because she said, me, after verifying in four translations and the original Greek that Jesus really did say to love your enemies. <laughs> yeah, that, and it's a, that's a tough one. Now, once again, we're, we're drawing a, a, a contrast between the way the civil government runs and the way you we are to carry our own beings. Totally different. Uh, totally different standards. One is it keeps control of of the civil yeah, side, and then the other one's supposed to be what do we are what do who do we fashion our lives after spiritually? Exactly, precisely. Right. So we fight for a different outcome other than the world. The world, the worldly fight against others to show. Um, in order to empower ourselves, when we fight against sin and selfishness in our own hearts in order to eradicate evil's corrupting principles from our innermost being so that we can be free from sin's control. Exactly, exactly. See, we fight uh, uh, we fight the print with the principles of God so that we can govern ourselves and we can treat others with dignity and respect. Uh, we live to to be lights in a dark world demonstrating in word and in deed that we belong to a kingdom that is distinctly different than the kingdoms of this selfish world. While the world pursues power to conquer others, the followers of Christ are empowered by God to conquer self. Right. It's an inside job for Christians. Yes. Right? It's an inside job to govern self because I know when I was out there, I I created so I did so many selfish things, and when you do selfish things and you um, uh, you use people for your own benefit, you do you create all kinds of guilt. Right. And sometimes you don't even until you turn the corner, you don't even realize you're stacking guilt upon guilt upon shame upon guilt. It's just how we we live. Right. And you use that term when you were out there, and I think one of the most rude, the most rudest awakenings that we can have is that even after we become followers of Christ, God can give us a glimpse of even today how even though we're we we are following Christ and we're desiring to do His will, that we can fall into those same selfish traps um, all the while either um, co-signing it and saying it's okay or just not understanding where our hearts truly are and how we're treating other people. And it's like, wow, you know, and so God reveals the depths of our heart and it's kind of can be kind of sickening to see the things when he does reveal um, things like that to well, us. So let's talk a little bit. Let's, let's, let's run a little bit of list of how we fight the good fight. Uh, you know, ourselves in other words um 
how do we, how should we carry ourselves right. then so, to, to to not do more brain damage right. than we've already so done? So good principles that we, by the grace of God and the Holy Spirit, uh, can hopefully carry out on a day to day basis. We fight by we fight by loving God and others, not by seeking ourselves. Um, now, none of these are easy. We, we, we've compiled a list here, but none of them are easy. We are on a trajectory towards death. Right. And so this this helps us change that trajectory. Right. So we fight by speaking truth, not by spreading lies, propaganda, deceitful, or falsehood. Or we fight by not speaking at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, yeah. we bite our tongue instead of, yeah. uh, of speaking. Yeah. We fight by um, giving, we fight by giving, not by selfish talking, taking, um, um, we give we, instead of take. Yeah, you know, and uh, I saw, I saw Susan do something really cool last night and she uh, found somebody in need on, on one of her social media platforms and grabbed some goods and ran out to the end of the driveway and met some person in need and um it's just like i'm thinking that's how the universe that's how god runs his universe is if we if we give and uh, it's just once again it's a design law and and i think that design law um if we can remember because of this next item on the list it's almost like the root word is give Right. So if we're giving, giving, giving mm-hmm. instead of the root word take, that means we're kind of on the right trajectory. So we 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 act by forgiving instead of desiring punishment. So, OK, so now there's there's a direct opposite and it's kind of validating the point is we fight by forgiving. Right. Which see, it is a, it's counterintuitive. Right. We fight the devil by forgiving. We fight um, our enemies our in- by loving. By loving, we fight our nature by forgiving, and or by, letting go of self. Yeah, and by not punishing. Now, once again, this is we're talking about our innermost being. We're not talking about what the civil authorities are supposed to do. This is how are we going to carry ourselves? Right. So we fight by with loving discipline and not by vengeance. So we we fight by um, by helping and not desiring punishment or or vengeance or reward against someone else's um, person. So we don't we don't wish bad on someone. Right. Put it that way. Right. Yeah. And we fight by saying no evil, not by giving in to get along. Mm, that's a hard. That's one. a hard one. Because uh, you and I both want to make Opie happy, we're, we're, right? We're go-alongers. We're go-alongers, yeah, right. yeah. Whatever Opie says, we want to, We don't want to make Opie mad. Opie, of course, means other people. Right. Um, we fight by showing mercy, not by retaliation. You want to see the prime example of that. Look at the cross. We fight by blessing and praying for our enemies, not by seeking to destroy them. Right. We, go ahead. Right. We mm-hmm. fight by... Being useful in our communities, not by neglecting our duties. We fight by seeking to serve, not seeking to be served. That's a tough one. Right. Um, I don't wake up in the morning wanting to serve. 
that's something that I have to decide minute by minute that I'm going to um, do something for some, someone else. Oh, you're so, raising I, your yeah, hand so over I, there. I'm unsure if we have enough time to go through this, but we had some dear friends come by and we got on to this concept of um, of the challenge that people may have, whether it's it's written in their DNA or their chemical makeup or whatever. And um, how do we... Um, some people are more inclined just to be helpful, and by nature, other people are more inclined to be selfish. And as we become closer to Christ, sometimes we can struggle with the idea and the concept that um, I'm never going to make it because I can't let go of this. You know, I wake up in the morning, like you said, I wake up in the morning and I think of myself, not of others. Yeah, I don't even I, I don't even have to get up to be selfish. I, all I have to do is wake up. <laughs> right. And so and so but but to recognize and to realize that we are all children of God, we're all being ministered to by God, his Holy Spirit and by Jesus in order to overcome that selfish nature. And even though we may not see the leaps and bounds changes that we see in other people, it doesn't mean that the change is not happening. And to always remember that it's God's um, I, God's work and his ideal to get us to where we need to be, not, not some list that we need to perform in order so that we can be accepted. Yeah, we're keeping in mind, we're born on a trajectory to death that's just the way it is and god wants to put us on that trajectory towards life right and you you read paul in romans 7 he talks about that battle he has inside of himself to head in that trajectory towards life and in romans 8 he says thank god there's no condemnation uh for my nature it is what I was born with, but now that I am reborn, I, God's going to take that hornet's nest that I got between my ears, and he's going to straighten it out, but it has to be my choice, or God will destroy my individuality by just flipping a bunch of switches in my head. And so what we're talking about right now is listening to the Holy Spirit, uh, seeking to serve, not to be served, you know, being useful, and and this is that battle against the nature, our natures. That's that's all it is. Right. We're born into sin, but the great physician has given us a remedy. And once we take that remedy, then we can go into remission. Yeah. Right? He remits that nature, and we can we can walk down this healing path. And as long as we are staying on that path and not reverting back then um, salvation is occurring. The healing is occurring. I mean, it, it, that's what a 12-step program does. It gets you to identify your fears, your resentments, and all those things that you're packing around that are destroying you. And, and on top of that, um, you know, which voice are you listening to? A lot of times when we can get down and depressed and think we're, there is no... Um, we're not advancing in the work or the Christian life. A lot of times that's Satan coming in to try to to distract us yeah. from our progress. Yeah, you know, he, he wants to derail us. Absolutely. And so those are sometimes, a lot of times those thoughts and those intrusions can be from Satan or, or evil 
I don't know how it happens, but the evil thoughts can come in and it's not from God. God is coming in to uplift and to give life. Satan is coming in to deceive and to destroy life. So being able to set, stand back and say, you know, is this for my benefit or is this to keep me, keep me under, under this oppression? God never wants to oppress us. He wants to liberate yes, us. Jesus flat said, I did not come to condemn. I came to save. We, we have a nature. Jesus understands that nature. He conquered that nature. So we're not condemned for being born with that nature. We're not condemned for it. What we are, where the problem lies, is when we refuse to take the remedy that will heal us. And, of course, that remedy is Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit, when you're convicted of sin, that's the Holy Spirit applying that remedy to you. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, the unpardonable sin is to shun that voice of that Holy Spirit so much that we no longer hear it and the remedy can't be applied. Mm-hmm. Pretty much... Jesus has done every, we can't do anything to change the trajectory of the human race. Jesus already did that. He changed the human race from a race that was on a trajectory towards death to a race that's on a trajectory towards life. Right, and, that, and that's why it's called the, the gift of God is life. The gift of God is life. Right. And the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. God, God so loved the world that he gave. Right. And I think, and I think sometimes things get so complicated in <clears throat> religion and and religions and and everything else that we kind of lose those basic understandings of. Um, it's kind of like you, you know, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Not yeah. that we're stupid, but it's like just keep it really simple. And if we operate on those basic principles then we can continue to learn and to grow and to bring in more understanding and more concepts. Yeah, you know, and the interesting part about this, listening to the Holy Spirit and being convicted to serve rather than be served or or um, to be useful and rather than not be useful, those little convictions, those little steps, they start in the smallest of things. Mm-hmm. Right. If something's on the floor, pick it up. Right the smallest of things right and once be, because god understands he totally understands he, I, I 41 years my way didn't work okay now i'm packing around a brain that i went my own direction for 41 years mm-hmm. it's going to take a little bit more than just uh flipping a couple switches for me to Join forces with the Holy Spirit and with Jesus and make those little decisions that will eventually change my brain into someone who loves my enemies. Right, because I think that we are such small-minded human beings in the realm of all creation and eternity and the universe and and everything in existence that we lose the capacity to understand just how small we really are and how big the, the expansion and the bigness that God's got planned for us. And, and we're just like a dot on the, you know, in a, we're like bare, not even a needle in the Little haystack, speck, right? Yeah. And so God is like, there's so much more. Just keep keep walking with me. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we look through the lens, we and we're going to refer to this uh, back and forth often 
in in this program healing by design and that is you know it it, it depends on the lens you look for, through is your god doctor or dictator right and and the good fight is fighting that selfish nature within that's the fight and that's the fight <laughs> yes. not fighting everybody else outside right it's allowing the doctor to do what he wants you can go to the doctor you can trust the doctor but the, and you could have a medical problem that the pill that the doctor gives you will remedy but you go home and you stick that pill that bottle of pills on the shelf and you don't apply the remedy you don't take it you will not get healed it's the same way with fighting the good fight with jesus and having jesus on your side to fight that fight to apply that remedy, you have to participate and take that medication. And what that is is simply in the smallest of things, listening to the Holy Spirit, listening to the promptings of the Holy, just in the small things. That's all it takes. We're going to have to wrap it up, folks. That was a quick one. Um, and we're going to continue on fighting the good fight on the next program. What we'd like you to do is remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy Thank you for listening to Healing by Design on Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Collenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, could it be this simple, the way out of your prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.